happy Sunday. Welcome to another episode of The Course with Faithful. Today we'll be starting a new series titled The Fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22-25 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Now that is King James Version. But a version I truly, truly love is what the easy English Bible says. And it says, but God's spirit causes us to live in a different way. We love other people. We are happy and we have peace in our minds. We are patient, kind and good. People can trust us to do what is right. We respect other people and we rule ourselves properly. God's spirit helps us to live in that way. There's no law that says these things are wrong. We belong to Christ as a result, we no longer obey our wrong human thoughts. We stop doing the bad things that our thoughts want us to do. It's like we have killed those thoughts on the cross. Now it is God's Spirit that gives us life. So now we must let God's Spirit lead us in how we must live. Wow. I love that translation because it makes everything so easy. The fruit of the Spirit is found in Galatians 5, 22-25. But today, we're going, to be going, we're going to be talking about love. Now, everybody is like, love, love, love. Like, if I ask 10 different people to define love, I would get 10 different definitions of what love is. But once you hear love chapter of the bible that you should immediately think of is first corinthians 13 i want to read everything it's quite long but i must stop and just discuss so first corinthians 13 says though i speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love i have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love I am nothing and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned but have not love it profits me nothing okay so that first part is just telling us that if you do everything right Last week we talked about faith. If you have faith so much, you can move the mountain into the ocean. But you do not have love. You basically don't have anything. In the New Testament, where God gave us the two important commandments, the first one was love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, everything. The second one was you must love your your neighbor as you love yourself. So love is the greatest commandment of all. It's also the greatest gift. Verse 4 says, Love suffers long and is kind. 
love does not envy love does not parade itself it's not puffed up does not behave rudely does not seek its own is not provoked thinks no evil doesn't does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things this part i just read is telling us the characteristics of love love suffers long love is kind love does not envy love does not parade itself let's continue verse 8 says love never fails but whether there are prophecies they refill whether there are tongues they recede whether there is knowledge it will vanish away for we know in part and we prophesy in part but when that which is perfect has come then that which is in part will be done away when i was a child i spoke as a child i understood as a child i thought as a child but when i became a man i put away childish things for now we see in the mirror dimly but then face to face now i know in part but then i shall know just as i also am known and now abide faith hope love these three but the greatest of these is love so let's start with verse 8 love never fails like shame that in the world of today there are so many wrong interpretations of what love is people say love as such a worldly thing people misinterpret the use of love and use it in place of lust love and lust are two different things that's why we must understand what love is God wants us to love each other unconditionally. To have unconditional love meaning is based off of no condition. I don't love you because you love me. I don't love you because you're kind to me. I don't love you because you're there for me or you're sweet, you're kind. No, I love you even when you're not all these things to me. I love you even on your worst days when you're being bitter, when you're being cold to me. I love you even when you're doing better than me in school or in life. Love is kind, love is peaceful, love is enduring. You must really understand what love is to really love. God loves us. His love for us is unconditional. There's no reason why he loves us. The Bible doesn't tell tell um, tell us why God loves us, meaning that there's nothing we could do to make Him stop loving us. If maybe God said, "Oh, I love you," because of um, you're peaceful, you serve me, then we could say, "Okay, when we stop serving Him, He will stop to love us more." God doesn't tell us that, okay, he loves us because of anything. He just says, I love you. And 
that's how our love for each other is supposed to be. I want to read 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11 to 13 using the easy Bible translation. a child that talked as a child my thoughts were a child's thoughts I understood things in a way that a child understands but now that I have become a man I have stopped being a child at this time we see things as if we are looking at them in a mirror what we say now is not clear but the time will come when we do not need a mirror we will see everything clearly now we know only a part of what is true then we will know everything completely we will understand completely just as god understands us completely at this time there are three things that continue we continue to trust god we continue to hope for his good things we continue to love other people but the most important of these things is love i personally believe that love something that could overcome everything for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life Jesus was willing to overcome the cross overcome his trials his tribulations because of the fact that he loves us so much we're all called to have unconditional love for each other. It's not the easiest thing. Because sometimes when people do certain things to us, we just want to have this feeling of... I don't want to say hatred, but we want to dislike them. We want to leave them. We want to ignore them. We want to just let them go. I mean, you can let somebody go, but you can still love the person. If you have any form of unforgiveness, any form of hatred to anybody, like that's already sinning against God. Romans 5 it says, For God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If that is if that doesn't show how much God loves us, I really don't know what. Because we were sinning against him, we were hurting God's feelings, we were making him sad, making him angry, making him annoyed. But he still sent his only son to die for literally the people who were angering him. And it it baffles me. Because let's try to do that. Instead of immediately shunning somebody or um, trying to turn the rest of our friends in the group against this person who might have done something bad to us, let's shower them with love, let's shower them with understanding, let's shower them with 
a warm shoulder that they can rely on it's hard probably so hard to do that when all we want to do is just be mean to this person but this is showing love digging in let's quickly dig into first Corinthians 13 some people would like to have great faith then they could do great miracles and surprise everybody with their power such people could put on a show and make millions of money like millions other people would like to have great hope that nothing could ever make them afraid but remember there probably has never been a christian who was not sad or afraid sometime that's the truth you can be sad you can be afraid but don't let your fear limit you let your fear produce a greater faith but Paul says the greatest gift from God is love. What is love? Paul tells us what love is, like in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is completely different from just liking somebody. We like people who please us by their appearance, their attitude, their actions. But we truly love people when we care about them, even when they aren't nice. That's like the love of Jesus for us. He loved us when we were ugly with sin. Love is what really proves we're Christians. That kind of love is God's greatest gift to you. It is an amazing thing that God loves us beyond any form of any anything. He loves us so much. Unconditionally. Meaning that there's nothing you could do to make God stop loving you. A quick shout out to the people who think that oh because they may have done one or two things they may have done something they think so terrible that God doesn't love you anymore God loves you his love for you doesn't change because of what you do or because of what you don't do he loves us the same way every day the same way he loved us thousands of years ago it's still the same way he loves us nothing is ever going to make him change that nothing is ever going to make him stop loving us you may sin but he doesn't see you as a sinner he sees you as a child that he wants to get back to him and trust me, when you do get back to God, the way He will shower you so much love and shower you so much um, warmth will baffle you. We're called to have love for each other, we're called to love our neighbors the way we love ourselves. But in that, I find quite um, a problem. Because if we're called to love our neighbors or love those around us the way we love ourselves, what if we don't love ourselves? I mean, a lot of people say that you can love 
somebody without loving yourself. But I believe that loving yourself will go on to reflect on the way you love those around you. That's another discussion. Self love is another discussion for another day. Love is amazing. Love shouldn't be perverted. It shouldn't be based on people's appearance or the way they act towards us. Love should be unconditional. And I'd really love to see a time where we all love each other unconditionally. Tribes of the world come together, nations of the world come together and just show so much love to each other without a boundary, without seeing each other's colour, without seeing each other's race, but just having so much love for each other. First John 4 it says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Another name for God is love because the way he loves us is amazing. So if you don't love God, no, if you don't know love, if you don't love your brother, your sister, those around you, then you really don't know God. God never told us why he loves us. All he said was that he loves us. He never gave us a reason or a condition. That's why it's called an unconditional love. Nothing, not your sins, your guilt, your self-righteousness, or simply your actions can make God love you less. Why? Because he never gave us a reason why he loves us. He never said he loves us because we did this or because we are that. All he says every day is that, we are loved and highly favored by him no reason no condition so nothing can ever make him stop loving you yes you i'm talking to you he loves you despite everything and that is what unconditional love is so why would you ever stop loving so why would he ever stop loving us if we were never given the reason or condition for why the love exists I just want you to quickly, not not quickly, but to just ask yourself that. In times where you feel like God doesn't love you because you've done something, just know that that's literally the devil trying to separate you from God. But the Bible tells us that nothing could ever separate us from the love of God. Your guilt of the things you've done sometimes tries to make you feel like oh there's no way God is going to forgive you there's no way he's going to let go of all that run to him and see whether he doesn't accept you he will so as I as we go into this week I'd like to encourage each and every one of us to show unconditional love to everyone around us irrespective of who they are or what they may have done
love them unconditionally pray for the people who you find it hard to love as God does open your heart and give you love that flows like a river shouldn't be a feeling feelings change often the way we may have felt yesterday is not the way we would feel today don't let don't let love be a feeling let love be a constant decision to care about those we're surrounded with to care about everybody to be kind to those around us let love rule in your heart. A nugget of wisdom today is no one is an island. Nature abhors the isolation of men. We need one another. Hebrews 10:25 says, Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. So no one is an island. Learn to love those you're surrounded with. Learn to be there for everyone. Not necessarily everyone, but be there for as many people as you can. As the grace of God provides you to. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the message of today. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for teaching us love today. We ask, Lord, that you help us to love those around us to love everyone unconditionally the way you love us we also ask that if there's anyone struggling to love themselves and to love those around them that you provide us with the grace to love the grace to care the grace to be kind provide us with your fruits love joy peace long-suffering kindness teach us to love teach us to be kind we pray that nations of the world will come together in love and stand together for now so going to this week commit this week into your hands Lord and we say that you go before us in Jesus mighty name Amen Remember that I love you, but God loves you more. Have a blessed and beautiful week. Go forth and be fruitful.